Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. You're back for another episode today. I can't believe it. We are celebrating episode number 50. Dun, dun, dun. And <laughs> to celebrate, I asked uh, some of my Facebook community to tell me what they wanted to hear about. And this was one of the suggestions, uh, which I actually am pretty excited to share with you today. So today's episode, thank you, Veronica, for suggesting this one, is all about what would I do differently at the beginning of my business, like at the beginning of my journey, in order to uh, get to where I am now, but faster? Where would I have put focus on more uh, in order to be able to still be here in terms of like the result and the success, but without, without having to go, go through all of the things, right? So I thought this was a great, great question. And I have five specific points that I've listed out that I wanted to be able to share here in order to evaluate what the heck would I do differently? Because I firmly believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe that God puts things in our path in order to help um, challenge us, to expand our uh, comfort zone, and to be able to encourage us to do things in a different way. And it doesn't always turn out exactly how I want, but I know that the outcome is always better than if I was just to stay where I was, if that makes sense. So I wanted to share a little bit more about this particular topic. We're going to dive in deep in two seconds here um, about point number one. Okay. So when I pondered this question, what would I do differently? Um, it was actually really hard for me to to answer because just as I shared with you just a couple seconds ago, I don't usually have any regrets. Like I always believe that things happen exactly as they are meant to happen. Um, of course we have free will and of course things will bump in the night. But at the end of the day, for me, I'm a glass half full type of gal. And so I kind of just make do with what I got. And as a result, I really, there's very, very few times in my life where I want to do over. Uh, even my breakdown. So if you haven't heard that story, go back and listen to, um, I think it's episode number one or two. Uh, we'll link it up in the show notes below. But if you're curious about my story, then go and take a listen because that breakdown became my breakthrough moment. And there was, there was truthfully a short window of time where I felt like I'd like a do over like, God, could you just please make this go away? But it didn't last for very long because I felt like there it was a, a lesson. There was a situation that I needed to um, recover and learn from. And that was very much my experience at the time. Uh, and I still believe that right now. And so when I thought about this, Veronica really challenged me with this particular question because it was a head scratcher for me. And so I want you right now, as you're listening through, what would you do differently if you're thinking about your own story, your own journey, and where you are in your business, your life, your career, wherever is your 
uh, key area of focus, right? But if you're listening to this right now, it's because you're trying to master the sales game. And so I want you to think for yourself, what would you do differently in order to see better results in your business, to, to feel like selling is easier, that you actually have been able to master this whole thing of selling. So when I think about this, there's five different points that I wanted to share with you. Number one is uh, growing my list, growing a list. Now, I, I waited. Uh, truthfully, the very first uh, opt-in that I created, uh, the lead magnet that I, I created, I gave it away for free without collecting any email addresses. Now, <laughs> I don't recommend this because the whole purpose of a lead magnet is to build a list. But what I was trying to do was reduce the amount of friction that I had around my learning curve. I just had so many things that I needed to learn when I first started my business. And for those of you that aren't familiar, I didn't have a Facebook account before April, the end of April, 2016. Like that was only four years ago. I didn't know how to even use Facebook to put a post out or to send a friend request. I didn't know all of these simple functions that you likely are taking for granted and I do a little bit now. I'm still learning that platform, truth be told, but I know that I know people. And because of that, I knew that if I gave generously and that if I allowed myself to get honest feedback from folks that were my target market that I could serve, that it was going to be more worthwhile than me spending that time on technology to set up that system and to create the list. Now, I allowed myself to use that as an excuse to not build my list as quickly as I possibly could. And so it dragged on for, gosh, I will say probably a good two months of me doing free trainings, uh, giving a value, serving my community without asking for them to give me their email addresses so that I could stay in contact with them so that we could actually build a relationship off of a social media platform that I do not own AKA Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it, I see you, okay? So when I did start to grow my list, I was focused on giving and serving and nurturing. But in between, um, I will say that when I started to, and this will tie into the, one of the other points, I started to confuse myself around what do I do here and what do I do there? So like, as an example, what do I do on social media versus what I do on my list? And it just felt like another thing to do. And it felt like a make work project. And I will say that there was a period of time where even though I was growing my list, I really wasn't focused on communicating or nurturing or providing as much value as I did at the very beginning, simply because I overextended myself and I was confusing myself with too many things that I was having going on at the same time. And it felt like there were too many spinning, too many spinning plates. And as a result, yes, I grew my list, but I wasn't really communicating with folks on my list. And so they were going cold. They were going really cold. And so it kind of felt like if I had um, asked you out for coffee and you said yes, and then you showed up to the coffee shop, but I never showed up. Like that's kind of how I think of myself back then that I really just dropped the ball and I, I didn't even send a, a 
a message to say, I'm sorry, because I didn't know what to say. And so for me, I will say, number one, I would have gotten out of my own way, just given myself a kick in the pants and said, get over yourself, Susan. It's important to grow your list. And that needs to be the number one focus for everything that you're doing and that you're communicating with your folks on is through your list. Okay. So that was number one. Number two that I would do differently was to create more automations. Now, I know you're probably groaning at me and I get it. I totally do. But if you've heard, um, and I can't remember if I've, I've created this episode, but when I first started my business, I used three, three tools. That's it. I used uh, Acuity to book my sales calls and my appointments with folks. I integrated that with Zoom so that I could do uh, video calls because I wanted that as close to real life interactions as I possibly could. And then I had set up PayPal and Stripe. I guess that kind of counts like four, but I needed a payment processor so that if people said yes to working with me, I had a way to uh, process their payments and to actually be able to accept the money that they wanted to give to me as a result of saying yes. So when I set those up, I immediately set up the automations that I could in order to streamline this, this process because I didn't, ha I didn't have time. I was not working full time. I was barely working actually because I was still undergoing a lot of treatments for my chronic pain symptoms. And as a result, um, the systems and the tools and the automations that I had put in place allowed to, me to have a lot more freedom, but still build the relationships that I wanted to, to still have the connections, to still have the meaningful dialogue and conversations and a way for people to feel like I saw them, that I was paying attention and that I really genuinely cared because it took the place of something that I was doing. I was still going to do it, but I would have done it manually. And as I got busier and as I started growing my business and I started to have more conversations and help more people in different ways, instead of increasing the number of automations uh, to help support me, I kind of did everything ad hoc, meaning that I would do a one-off here and a one-off there. And the one-off started to become the norm and I started to get burnt out and it really challenged me about, uh, gosh, I would say about seven to eight months into my business, right after I hit the six figure mark, where I realized, oh my gosh, this is not sustainable. Something has to give. And the thing that was giving was me. And a lot of that had to deal with the fact that I had not put the proper automations in place. Um, and then the other part is point number three, which was that I needed to create more structure. I needed to create more structure with uh, SOPs or standard operating procedures. So for me, the automations and the standard operating procedures or focusing on processes really went hand in hand. And I had done such a really good job because for those of you that are Myers-Briggs uh, personality type junkies like me, <laughs> I am an INTJ on the Myers-Briggs type indicator, INTJ. So I am very much a systems and process patterns type of thinker. And I did this a ton for my clients, but as you, as the old saying goes, the, the cobbler's kids don't have shoes. And so as things started to get busier and busier and busier, I left my own systems, my own processes, uh, 
to the bottom of the list. And I regret this because it meant that we were constantly having to recreate things or recommunicate things. And it was causing a lot of stops and starts and stops and starts. So it was kind of like if you've ever driven a stick shift or an automatic, uh, like a standard transmission on a car. So fun fact, when I was uh, 16, my parents only had automatics, but um, I wanted to learn a stick shift. And it wasn't until I was 19 and I got into university, uh, one of my good friends had a tiny little car. <laughs> I can't even remember what the type was, but we used to always joke that there must've been a hamster uh, running around in that, uh, in that engine because you could actually hear it like, Rawr! and so I got to learn a stick shift on that. But when you're learning to drive a standard transmission or a stick shift, it, it is clunky, right? Like you have to stick it into gear and then you have to put the clutch in and push on the gas as you release it. So there is a rhyme and a reason. There's an order of things that need to happen coincidentally at the same time to make sure that the car actually drives and that you don't go urch, urch. And this is what I found was happening in, in my business is that if we had been able to get um, all of these processes in the business sooner, easier, in a more methodical way, I feel like it would have allowed us a lot more freedom and flexibility to be able to move faster. In fact, I know this is the case because in the last, gosh, nine months, nine to 12 months, this has been a major focus for us in the business, both myself and my team, anybody who comes in, including uh, contractors, experts who are coming in for independent consulting um, gigs that they are that part of the requirement is that they need to create tools and systems and videos and training for us to make sure that anybody in the business can come in and take over and be able to address it without needing to necessarily be the go-to expert in that area. So that is number three. Um, now I will, I'm going to add a caveat here. Okay. Because depending on where you are in your business, um, creating more automations and creating more structure in terms of having SOPs and standard operating procedures is not the first thing that I want you to focus on. Um, in fact, for me, the very first thing that I set up that I would not do differently, I would keep exactly the same is focusing on sales and marketing sales, because you need to have sales in order to have a business, you need money actually coming through the door. Um, but marketing is what allows you to get in front of people over and over and over again, so that you're going to be able to make sure that you're visible to your ideal clients, that you are speaking the right language, that they know who you are, and they understand how they want to engage with you in your, um, in your path from going interested to buying right to actually being converted into a customer and so because i already had my sales and marketing system dialed in and i knew that that was converting so my conversion rates uh, at the time um, was anywhere from 20 to 28 percent even with a tiny audience sometimes as high as a 43 to 46 percent this is not sales calls guys this is for people who are looking at my offers um, joining my free Facebook group, as an example, coming off of the back end of challenges or live launches, webinars, masterclasses, those kinds of activities that would allow people to learn a little bit more about me and want to then um, 
work with me through a paid program. So because I already had that dialed in, I would not change that. I would not do anything differently. In fact, that is one area that I feel like if I had doubled down even more, if I had the opportunity to actually um, hire and delegate and outsource other people who could help me to sell more, that would actually have created a lot more margin and a lot more leverage for me to get better results faster. Um, so that's going to be a bonus one. Okay. Cause I, I didn't write it down, <laughs> but I will say that if I had the ability to focus on creating a system um, and a process for myself of how I was able to sell uh, so well over and over again, what are some of the scripts? What are some of the things that I said? Who are some of the people that I reached out to and be able to uh, put that in place? I did that a little bit with one of my very, very first team members, but if I had, the ability to do it over and over and over again, it would have gotten me even faster results um, than what I all already experienced. So number four, okay, number four is to pitch more. Yes, I said it, the P word, pitch. Okay, so I know sometimes um, pitching yourself kind of feels a little sleazy. It kind of feels very aggressive because most of my folks, if you're anything like my clients, it's uncomfortable to toot your own horn and have to, say why you're so great at what you do. But here's the thing. It is not like the field of dreams, build it and they will come. In fact, what, what I have found is the exact opposite is that unless you are proactively asking people for opportunities to be um, a guest expert, to help train on a mastermind call or to be a uh, virtual speaker or an in-person speaker for a summit or an event, most people aren't going to be actively waiting to reach out to you. I mean, yes, that happens, but imagine if you could do both at the same time. And so uh, I have only just recently had a little bit more focus on pitching, which is really just creating an opportunity to build relationships with people that I either know or that I don't know at all um, or know just a little bit. And it allows me to have an opportunity to find out a little bit more about how I could serve their community, how I can help add value, and how we might be able to work together and collaborate or create a partnership of some kind. And as a result, that has really helped to uh, get me more things because it's one of those things where once you start, it kind of snowballs. And it doesn't take a lot of time and effort um, in the long term. But up front, you're going to need to do a little bit more uh, research, a little bit more um, in terms of creating a uh, pitch template or a pitch deck, something where you're going to be able to refer and, and send that out, right? So I would say that for me, knowing what I know about what I did in my offline business, uh, building that to uh, 15 million in 18 months, we did a lot of partnerships. I set up a lot of networking opportunities and that meant I was constantly pitching. I was constantly pitching the business in order to be able to find relationships and to be able to create win-win opportunities that would allow me as the business owner and as the person who was in front of the, the target market that I wanted to be in front of to go ahead and create better results faster. Um, it is single-handedly one of the biggest reasons why that business was able to grow with such a small but mighty team um, when I was tasked with the force of being able to do that um, for my as part of my corporate career, okay? So number five, number five is, probably the biggest one, is to trust myself more. 
I know that there were several points along the way of my journey. And when I look back, I mean, I'm grateful. I've I feel like I have grown leaps and bounds already in just four short years, not even four short years. And when I look back, I don't regret or begrudge any of the opportunities that I've had or any of the learnings, even if they felt really uncomfortable. But what I wish that I had had more um, more ability to do was to trust myself more. And I know that now, because I've gone through all of that, I trust myself unequivocally. I hope I said that right. (laughs) Uh, Meaning that there are very few times where I will, um, where I will second guess myself. I, if I am unsure, because here's what I know, God walks in clarity. God walks in clarity and not in confusion. Anytime that I am confused, it means that I either am not on the right path that I need to give myself some space or some time to really dig in and digest and sink in and see what's sitting inside of me with my intuition and with my connection to my faith. But at the end of the day, no mentor, no expert, no guru out there will be able to decide and determine what's best for me and my business than me. Yes, they can give me guidance. Yes, they can give me strategies. Yes, they can give me like suggestions, but they're not the end all and be all. And I know that there have been several times in my business career already that I have overridden my own intuition, my own deep faith, um, and what I know to be true for myself. And that tiny whisper that God provides to us from time to time that um, steered me off the path. And it made me go through something that perhaps I didn't really need to go through if I simply had had more trust in myself. And as a result, um, it's taken a little bit longer. (laughs) It's been the long road as opposed to the straight and narrow. Now, I've had more straighter paths than uh, off the beaten curve, for sure. But I will say that the times where I did not trust myself, it was because I thought somebody else knew better. And because I was chasing after a shiny object, and oftentimes it was because, I'll be totally honest and transparent with you, that... I didn't want to do the work. I was hoping and wishing for a shortcut where really when I think about what that actually meant to me, I didn't just want a shortcut. I wanted them to do the work for me. I wanted them to do the work for me. And I don't know if that resonates with you, but I've realized that yes, there are shortcuts in this entrepreneurial journey of business, but there is no way to escape doing the work. And that a lot of times the work can feel hard. It feels uncomfortable because when you're going outside of your comfort zone, things do feel hard and uncomfortable. Not everything that is meant to be feels amazing and in flow and directly in alignment like a lot of folks, especially in the online space, would have you believe. I firmly believe that my greatest opportunities have come in a moment of struggle and strife That's how my business was born. If I hadn't gone through all of the things that I had, the heartache, the questioning, the um, just like my life was turned upside down, I would not have this business now. And that was one of the hardest moments in my entire life that I've ever gone through. And so when I look back and I think, well, why would I think that everything now in my my business is going to feel like the yellow brick road (laughs) to to the Wizard of Oz, like Dorothy had, um, 
it's not smooth sailing. It can definitely feel better and it can feel like you're in alignment. But I know for me, this, that feels very different now. And as a result, I've learned that I need to trust myself a thousand percent, even if in the face of what's happening, it doesn't always make sense. Right. And so I will be sharing um, more and more of that story and more and more of that journey as we kind of go along here. But I hope this was helpful because I know that if you're listening right now and you're thinking, well, I'm really just struggling with this whole sales thing. Um, and even more than that, maybe right now with all of the things that have gone on in the world today. Um, so as of this time of recording, we're at the almost at the end of June of 2020, so much has changed in this world already for this year alone, uh, for the start of this decade. <laughs> and, and I don't know about you, but I am still, um, I'm still looking positively at what is available for us, at what is still to come, and looking to see how much the world has already changed in such a short period of time, it still gives me hope and inspiration that there are still better days yet right around the corner. And that no matter how tough life or business has been for you, friend, that there is an opportunity for you to turn things around if you have something within you right now that is still making you get up every single day and put one foot in front of the other to serve your people that are desperately waiting for you. And if I can leave you with any of these points um, around what I would do differently, um, what, what I would do differently at the beginning if I could, if I knew, and how that might help me to get here faster, I would say out of all of the things that I've listed, all five plus that little extra bonus one. The one that I would, I would ask you to focus on is the last one, to trust yourself, to trust yourself. I know that you know what you're missing, right? If you're missing a skill, go and learn that skill. If you're missing support, go and find people who can support you. If you're missing your uh, network, go and find a network of like-minded people. You know what it is that you need. And sometimes you can get access to that without really looking too far. And other times you're going to have to put in the work and go that extra mile to see how you can put yourself in a situation that is going to allow you to get the most out of what you need. Um, sometimes it requires uh, you to move. Sometimes it requires you to uh, make a, cha a change, like a shift. Sometimes that requires you to completely pivot what it is that you're actually focusing on. And other times it requires you to take that leap of faith and make a huge investment in yourself, in your business, so that you can get what it is that you finally desperately want and need. I'm going to encourage you to pray and meditate and take some time to really think about what you need to do differently, if at all. Because again, like I shared at the very beginning of this episode, I believe that everything does happen for a reason. And that at the end of the day, we will get to where it is that we need to get to. It just may take a little bit longer, right? And so if you're interested at all in my six figure journey, because I did allude to that at the very beginning, um, so after that first six figures, things went kind of sideways for me, to be honest. And, and yet, <laughs> as soon as I went back and I focused on what I did in that first six months, things got back on track. And so I know that it is a blueprint that works time and time again, not just for me, but also for my clients. And I'm going to highly encourage you, if you 
are struggling right now and you just need a clear roadmap to help you to have a shortcut, but not because you're um, going to be not trying to do the work like me, because um, I, I totally admit that I did that, uh, but it, you know that you want to do the work, but you just want to do it in a way that is really specific and strategic for you, I encourage you to grab my free resource. It'll be down below in the show notes for you, my six figure in six month blueprint, where I walk you through the exact steps that I took in order to be able to go from zero audience, zero connections, zero everything to six figures in sales in about six months from the time that I had my very first client say yes. So I'm so excited that we have uh, cross the 50 episode mark. And I can't wait to see what we're going to cover in the next 50 to come. Thanks so much for being a loyal listener. If you are um, loving this content, I would love, 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 love to hear from you. Go and check us out on the podcast page, leave me a voicemail, or even better yet, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave me a review on your favorite podcast player so that I can give you a shout out on our very next episode. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.